From success in the health and wellness business to creating a really good day. Welcome to How Mom Made It. I'm Mary Goulet. And I'm Heather Ryder. And joining us today is a gal by the name of Shannon Blast. She's the Executive National Vice President with Arbonne. And she's also a brand new author, all based on the premise, too, of her knowing how to make a great day. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Oh, thank you for being with us. So, wow, you have quite the background eclectic career to you as well. Your story <laughs> goes is a, it goes in a lot of different directions. It really does. It does. <laughs> so tell us you want me to tell yeah. you about my story? Well, yeah, yes. I we want to know your background. We want to know because we're going to get to all, this, all of the success that you've been having and that you enjoy today and every day. But we want to know where you came from. Yeah, well, I, you know, I started my career as a registered dietitian, so I've always had a passion for health and wellness. What I didn't love about that career was the paycheck. So I transitioned into real estate for, um, I don't know, about six years and actually had a lot of success in real estate, but that particular career really owned my life. I felt like I worked for my next deal and I just, I, I had a young son at the time and I just kind of felt like I was missing his childhood because I was just working so much. So, um, when he was in first grade, that's when I was introduced to Arbonne, which is a health and beauty company. We're kind of the original skin or clean skincare, but we have a huge nutrition line that we do a lot with. Um, and I've been working on that for the last 17 years and just really working with people on health and wellness and different things with that company. And that kind of is what inspired me to step into writing this journal. So that's kind of um, in a quick little summary of what I've done. So I want to go back to the Arbonne thing, because ever since I've known you, you've been working the Arbonne industry. So Executive National VP, that's pretty mm -hmm. high up. Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> thank you very much. Well, it is. I, you've always stuck it, with it. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting because it is a network marketing company. And I think there are a lot of moms who've been introduced to different network marketing companies. and. Sometimes, you know, you have this vision that, yeah, you want to be your own boss. Yeah, you want to work from home. You want to be able to put your family first. You want all the things that a career like this can give you. But what a lot of people don't do is just the daily discipline and what it takes to be a true entrepreneur and to really treat your business like a business. So I think because of my previous background and just meeting a lot of women in the industry that had a lot of success, that is who I surrounded myself with. I wanted to talk to people who had been successful, who had been able to replace incomes, who really did treat this like a business. So, you know, there's definitely ups and downs in any business. Um, but what Arbonne has really taught me is just what consistency can do in your life. And it is a company I'm absolutely in love with. I love what I do. Um, that part of my business really allowed me to be a really present mom with our son, who's now 24. Um, I was able to earn a lot of trips and different incentives. So we were able to travel a lot when he was little and just really create some awesome memories. And so, you know, now that he's older, it's like you're defining this next chapter of, of what this means. In a business like Arbonne, it does allow you, you become very leveraged because you have um, a lot of products that go through your store that um, you're not necessarily like putting your hands on them, right? So you create this really big organization um, and just continue to add to it through clients and also consultants or other people that want to build a secondary income. So 
we have women that start businesses for a little extra or people like me that wanted to replace a six figure income. Arbonne has been good to me. (laughs) Yeah, it has been, but you've been good to it as well because you stuck with it because I do think, especially in like direct sales and network marketing, they're, they're turnkey businesses, but that doesn't mean turnkey success. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can it all the time. You know, I really see um, people that try businesses. And the biggest thing that I think takes people out of the game is rejection. And so people get, you know, it gets real sometimes when you have something that you want to offer to someone and they're not interested. And you're really giving people, other people control of your destiny. And I see that a lot where, you know, you have this vision, you want something for your life. But as soon as someone says something negative, you just step away or you step back or you start making excuses. And so a big part of building a business of any kind, even what you guys have done, it takes a lot of personal growth. It takes a lot of perseverance. You have to be working on your mindset on a daily basis and really working towards what you want and understand like the voices in our head are naturally negative. They will naturally put you in your comfort zone. They will naturally just make you want to not go out and do something that scares you. And so I think when you start reading and pouring into yourself and listening to amazing podcasts like your guys' podcasts and others, it's like that's when you really start to believe that you can do something too. Because the only difference between someone who succeeds and someone who doesn't, in my opinion, is your personal growth journey. Okay, so when you're nurturing your downline of women who might emotionally go up and down, because, or thinking, I'm going to quit. Yeah. This is how you created the concept of your journal, was your growth. Right. And ladies, you can do this. So we'll get into more about the journal, but I wanted to ask, because this strikes me as something about your journal as well. When you say the consistency, the daily things to do, did Arbonne say, we'll give you all the tools, you just have to time block your day and make a certain amount of phone calls or emails and that type of thing is the consistency? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because Arbonne basically as a company, they give us amazing products and amazing marketing as far as, you know, ingredients and all of that. But we as teams kind of collaborate on the personal growth side of things. So um, it kind of started for me like There's a book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Alrod. I'm not sure if you ladies are familiar with it. Yeah, phenomenal book. And so I really embraced that morning routine years ago when my son was still in elementary school. And that's kind of what started what I really encourage women to do because, you know, there's a quote I say in the journal that, you know, either you run your day or your day runs you. And I feel like a lot of times we don't have control over things that come at us during the day. But if we've set our morning up and we've set our day up with intention, it tends to go better. And so that's kind of where it started. So a lot of times with, you know, the leaders on our team or just anyone who jumps in, I always try to get them on some kind of a morning routine where they're setting their day up. And then, of course, that we have a lot of systems in place. Um, And they're very similar to any other business that when you're working, um, you know, for yourself, you have to be um, proactive in just your activity and reach outs and different things like that. So we have systems in place for sure. But, you know, even if you have a great system in place, 
but what you're telling yourself and your mindset is negative or just you're very fearful or you're very like scarcity minded, it's hard to grow anything, you know, even if you're doing the activity. So I just believe it starts with, with managing those thoughts a little bit, you know, and I don't think you can ever manage them. They just get quieter. I think <laughs> so I, like I love the whole concept of what you're talking about too, because the, I think you really set yourself up how, how you set up your day is how you set up your life, right? You, and, and you, when you wake up in the morning, you can tell yourself, you can train your brain to look for the good things that are going to come in your day and find those good things. Or you can train your brain for another pattern to find the negative things in life the things that are going to come at you, the obstacles and the things to overcome. But I really opt for looking for the pattern of finding the good and the light in the day. Well, and also when, if something negative does come up, having something in place that says, okay, I'm not going to let this derail my day entirely. You have a reserve. It's, yeah. yeah. It's only 10 a.m. Can't call it a day by now. So having some type of system in place to say, okay, um, I can turn this around or maybe I can't or whatever it might be, but being mindful and having somewhere to go, like your journal has places where you can read and write down things, maybe process something that was unpleasant. Yeah, absolutely. And even just like, you know, being in a state of gratitude each morning, Mm -hmm. you know, that can completely shift your entire mental state because we have to be realistic. Life has been pretty rough these last few years. And, you know, anyone who's listening to this, we don't know your personal circumstances. And, you know, there's a lot of hard out there. And so I think it's, it's finding a way to go, yes, I realize that today maybe isn't the best day, but guess what? I am so grateful for, and there's always things to be grateful for. And when you shift your mind just to that, you release, you know, serotonin in your body and different things that just make you feel better, you know? So it's, it's hard sometimes, but I think if you have the tools and you utilize them, you're just amazed at how much better you feel and just how you show up in your life, you know? So I, I really am, the gratitude is, is probably my number one piece of the journal and just something that I've done religiously since I started the Miracle Morning. And that one, that one seems to be the big one for me. And so that is what you attribute a lot of your success to. Um, I think so. I mean, I think that and just um, who I surround myself with. Mm -hmm. um, When I, especially in, you know, business, if you're surrounding yourself with people who are always complaining or saying, you know, things are down or bad or whatever, you kind of become who you hang around with. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very mindful of who I'm, who I'm surrounding myself with, even within our business. And sometimes that can be your own team that's taking you in a different place. And so you just, it's again, it's just the awareness because it's not like I'm not going to, you know, be around those people, but, but be mindful of how people affect you. Like when you leave that conversation or that coffee or whatever, how do you feel? And, and be really aware of that. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to have contact with that person, but maybe you're going to spend a little less time with them and spend more time with someone that you leave and you feel rejuvenated and excited and, you know, just ready for the next, I don't know, the next thing you're going to work on um, or a new idea. So. Yeah. I, so I'm sure this is a little kind of personal, not really, but I go to church and on Saturdays, after mass, we a bunch of us go over to have coffee, and there's a two 
to three guys that I'm just like, we inspire one another. We share books that we're reading. It's awesome. And then there's like one or two guys that'll show up. And right when they start going into a conversation, I can feel my energy go down. Yeah. And that's when I just say, okay, guys, good to see you. And I take off. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I just don't, I, because I used to not be aware, why, why do I feel uninspired all of a sudden? And mm-hmm. I should be polite and listen to this person and not be rude and take off. But now I'm like, I'm out. That's what I say to them. When they start talking, I go, I'm out. But I like what you're doing with the journal because you're making all of these good habits proactive. Yes. Yes. Well, and it's interesting with the journal because it is called Thriving Thriving to 50 and Beyond. And it's funny because my son, who's 24, he was the first one to buy a journal. He wouldn't let me give him one. He's like, Mom, I'm buying a journal. And he's using it because he's watched me like do all this stuff his whole entire life. I'm always reading. I get up early. I do all these things. So, you know, you really do your kids, you do influence your kids with your, your actions more than your words as we hear. Right. But he goes, mom, you know what your biggest mistake is with this journal? And I said, what? He said, the title. He goes, this, this pertains to me too. And I kind of started laughing. I go, yeah, but the point of the journal for me was for women who many of us were busy raising kids. You know, life was crazy when this and that. And then there's a stage where you move into empty nesting. And I think that this is a whole new stage mentally because as moms, we're not needed as much. Maybe, you know, if you were mom, you, you had, you kind of defined who you were within that role. If you were a mom that worked and you had kiddos that you raised, you just had this routine and life was a little hectic. And so now all of a sudden you have extra time. And I think, when I'm talking to women a lot, it seems like they're sort of stuck a little bit on the past and things they wish they would have done or kind of fearful of the future. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going into this next stage of life and what am I going to do? And, you know, just having a lot of fear around that or really a lot of worry with your adult kids. Um, And then there's the part where your hormones come into play and you're like, what the heck is going on? Like, I'm not doing anything different and I now can't fit into my clothes. I'm not sleeping. I'm waking up in the middle of the night. Um, you know, there's a lot that happens. And so I really wanted the journal to be for women that are kind of in this next stage. But even if you do have, you know, you're not close to 50, it pertains to you, but it's just being proactive as we move into this next chapter and really making it the best part of our life. Because I think we've learned so much. Like you said, Mary, you're able to just get up and walk away from that conversation. Cause you know, you're like, I'm not going to sit here and listen to these guys. I'm just uninspired. I'm going to go do something else. Like we, we need to have power in our, um, just our knowledge and our wisdom at this age. So that's kind of how I started thinking about the journal. Well, and I love, I'm, I'm sorry, Mary, oh, but what I love about this conversation is that we're having this conversation because I think mm-hmm. what, the things that you're talking about, like the hormonal changes and can't fit into my genes, but I'm doing all the same things. And I think a lot of times, whether, because hormones affect us in so many different ways in our diet and our nutrition and um, changes of life and kids moving on in a way. And why do I look like my mom when I look in the mirror? Yeah. And like, what the, (laughs) what the is going on? And, but we, but so many times women, we just silent, we suffer silently. We don't, and having this conversation, because I know that when I had a conversation with one of my girlfriends, I kind of broke down into tears because I was going through like this, like menopausal, like meltdown. 
And she gave yeah. me some really great advice and I took it. And then I'm like, gosh, if I didn't have that co- mm-hmm. chat with her, I would, I might still be suffering. It was just yeah. like, but having the conversation, like what we're having right now is valuable. Well, it's empowering. And sometimes when we don't want to talk about it, we're kind of embarrassed or are we weak or, you know, we wouldn't want to share it. No. And also like for you walking away from the conversation that wasn't inspiring, mm-hmm. a lot of times women will just sit there suffering silently to listening people drone on when they just really just <laughs> want to get up and get out. Yep. I'm out. See ya. <laughs> I'm out of here, but it's okay to get up and get out sometimes. So share with yeah. us, how did you lay out the journal so people can get a, like a visual in their mind when they go to Amazon to order Thriving 250 and Beyond? Yes. So basically the basis of the journal, but really quick, I just want to say something what you guys were saying before is I read that we are going to be the first generation to openly talk about menopause and the changes Yes, and have open conversations. So I love that we're having this conversation too. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, so, okay. So the journal is laid out. It's basically when you first the first thing you're going to do is define your really good day because it's not about having a perfect day. It's about having a good day. So there's a whole list of questions that are a huge variety, but a lot of things like what time do you prefer to get up? What do you like to do in a morning routine? Do you like to exercise? If so, when, you know, it just goes through all my categories and I'll go through those categories in a second, but it's you defining your really good day and work day. So it could be an off day and an, or non-work day and a work day. And what's really cool about this part is, Heather, your day's different than Mary's. And Mary, your day's different than mine as far as how we would define our really good day. And I think that is so key for women to define that. Like, especially if you have extra time, what are those days that are really good? I know for me, one of the best things for me, because I do work from home and I have a lot of flexibility, is I have a beach walk or a lunch or a meetup with someone scheduled each day. Because then it puts me on a schedule for that day that I need to be done with certain things at a certain time to go meet someone. When I don't meet anyone, I, it just, I don't know what it is about my energy. And then there's other people who are like, oh my gosh, a day with no appointments is a dream, right? So it's what a really good day is for you. So then after you define that, you kind of, we write that down. And then the categories are, we track our sleep. Because here's the thing, if you're not sleeping, that's where it all starts. Like you've got to get sleep. And the number one thing I hear from women is the 3 a.m. wake up call or wake up, and then your brain doesn't shut off. And so it's really focusing on getting those routines in place so that you can sleep better and doing some different things so that your body is able to not wake up so much and just working on that anxiety. Then gratitude. And then I have a journal prompt each day that just is kind of a reflection journal prompt, but it's all about being very present in the moment. Like right now, the question is related to right now, not the past, not the future. It's right now. And then just your top three things that you want to do that day. And that's what we do in the morning. So we're getting our day like organized. We're saying, are we doing things we like today? What do I have on the calendar? What is the, what are the three most important things? What am I grateful for? How much sleep did I get? How do I feel? Then I do an evening check-in where it's all about movement. When, when we age and our hormones are messed up and they, they're not messed up, they're just changing and they're not going to go back to how they were when we were 20 and 30. 
So I do recommend seeing a naturopath, getting your labs done, knowing where your, you know, your hormones are at. It's a game changer. But from there, we have to start movement. So in other words, um, building muscle, doing HIIT workouts, getting out in nature, those are so key. We lose muscle, you guys. Um, it just, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You lose three to 8% of your muscle mass um, every decade. So it's after we turn 30. So it's kind of a bummer, but there's something you can do about it. Then we will just fuel and medicine. So the things we track are just getting in a lot of color in your, in your diet um, from fruits and vegetables. Eating protein is your number one friend as you're going through some hormonal changes because your body's losing muscle. So you want to give it plenty of protein. Um, and then of course, water and not eating two to three hours before bed. So Okay, the call drop, but we're back with Shannon. Let's go. All right. So, yes, protein is something that is so key for all of us to eat because we are losing, you know, that muscle mass. And then there's some other things that we track, you guys, as far as water and just different things. And then what I love is at the end, it's just looking at my day and saying, okay, was this a really good day? What did I love about today? And what do I want to be better at tomorrow? And that is my favorite part of, you know, just reflection of your day. Because if you have a few really good days in a row, that turns into a really good week. A few weeks, you know, good weeks in a row, that's a good month and so on. And so it's just reflecting on your day and making your day the best it can be, right? By just doing the things that you love. So is that a good breakdown of the journal? Yes. And then you also gave us a few tips for the listeners that maybe they can take away from this podcast. Yes, absolutely. Number one tip is if you could grab any blank journal and just call it your gratitude journal. And when you get up in the morning, write down three things you're grateful for. And you guys, a lot of times it's the little thing, right? grateful for our family and our home and food and health, but get to the nitty gritty. Like sometimes in the morning, it can be the sound of the birds chirping. It can be, you know, just different, really small things that you realize you are actually really grateful for and you enjoy. And then do the same thing at night before you go to bed. Um, that gratitude journal will just completely shift your state. So that would be number one. And number two, I would have to move into nutrition because that's where I have so much passion. And that is every single time you eat, ask yourself two questions. One is, do I have protein? And number two, do I have color? So what are my colors? And think about eating the rainbow um, with your fruits and vegetables. So those would be my two big tips. Awesome. Well, those are simple. I think we can do those. Yes. Mary, I think you yes. and I can get this done. <laughs> well, and I do love that because I was listening to another um, podcast and with an interview of, with a leading brain neurology he studies the brain and he was talking about the same things that you're talking about in the morning and the evening in the morning being grateful um looking for the good things setting setting your intention on having a good day and training your brain to look for the good things that are going to happen in the day even if you have hard things going on in your life try to find out what you're grateful for but in the evening also looking for the little treasures came throughout your day and recounting those and thinking about how you want your day to be tomorrow. I love all of that. I think it's so, I know we're, I'm repeating exactly what you just said, but repetition for emphasis people. Yeah, no, it's yeah. awesome because honestly, I sometimes 
if I'm something's not going great and I'm like, okay, I got to just acknowledge what I'm grateful for. Sometimes I'm like, screw it. I'm just really in a pissed off mood right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay yeah. to be grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay too. Well, yeah. It's human, right? It's human. But it's like, if you're grumpy for a week and then a month and then a year, mm-hmm. you're like, life doesn't become very fun. One of my friends had said this, and I think this kind of sums it up so well. She said, you know, I grew up with a mom who was super vibrant and just full of life. And she was so involved in our activities and just, you know, all the kids would come to our house and just that whole childhood. And she said, as soon as she hit 50 and she kind of hit menopause, it's like her whole light just dimmed. And when when she said that, I was like, oh, my gosh, we can't let our light dim. Mm -hmm. And you think about the things that dim your light. Right. And kind of being the awareness around it, because when you're aware of something, then you can actually do something about it. So I think that's another one I think of a lot. Like, I'm not going to let my light dim, you know. So we were interviewing this gal, the ice cream interview. Um, She made a comment that almost the anticipation of something good happening made good things to keep happening for her. Yes. You know, like she was their last name is Wynn. I said, so your, your last name just says it all. You, you know, the magical fairy dust just follows you and your husband around and you're winning in all these things. She goes, yeah, but I think it was kind of, it was an expectation that things are going to work out. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, your thoughts become your reality. I really believe that. And so you kind of have to take a, a measure of where your thoughts are and no one knows your thoughts. Only, you know, those thoughts. And so, again, as you're reading or listening to things or writing and journaling, that's when you can really change those inner thoughts and really believe in what you're creating and believe what's coming and what's happening and just putting your energy towards that instead of lack, right? The abundance versus lack. So I love that. I love that her last name is Win too. That's Fantastic. Yeah. I know. And I, uh, and to your, you're a blast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and I also like the, the whole, like the, the action of writing, of using a pencil or a pen. And, and there's, I think there is something that happens with, between the brain and the hand and getting it out. And then you can move on, you know, whether it's a yeah. good thing or a bad thing, you get it out of you and you can move on with like your day. Like you were um, reminding me about the morning pages. Mm-hmm. Do you know about those? Mm-hmm. Julia Cameron, uh, Artist Way book. She did a little no. section. Oh my gosh. Her she, book's great too. It's called The Artist Way. came out in like 1990. And she's writing a new book. Yep, she is. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a little section called The Morning Pages. Get up early before anyone can talk to you. So like I used to get up at five when the kids were little. And you just write like one to three pages of anything that comes to mind. And if you say, oh, I can't think of anything, you write, I can't think of anything. And then Mm -hmm. things just start to come out of you. And then you don't ever have to look at those pages again. Well, and there's so much good science in support of all this that it works. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. So how can people find you? Because I know you do a lot of uh, videos for the health and wellness and um, I watched one of your Instagram videos somehow on skincare. It was awesome. Yes. So where, yes. Are, where are you on Instagram? Just Shannon Blass? Yeah, Shannon Blass. And it's B as in boy, L-A. Um, that's my last name. And you can find me there. I also have on um, my website. It's thrivingto50andbeyond.com. 
And on that, if you're, if anyone's interested, I have a tab on there where you can take a survey and the survey just asks, um, the three minutes to take the survey and ask some good questions about just kind of where you're at. And then those results come back to me and I can take a look at it to see if there's anything that I might be able to help you with. Um, we have some really good 30 day challenges, 10 day challenges, just if someone needs a reset, you know, sometimes you kind of want your handheld a little bit or just know exactly what should I be doing. Um, right now we're doing a 10,000 step challenge. Um, so we're, and that's something I actually recommend. That's another tip is if you can get yourself, even on your phone or a Fitbit or Apple Watch or the Aura Ring or whatever, track your steps because if you make it a non-negotiable to get 10,000 steps a day, what it does for you physically for that menopause belly, let me tell you, um, but also just for dinner or, you know, throughout the day, it makes such a difference. So in that survey, um, you know, there's, I might have recommendations for some challenges that we have um, through Arbonne or not through, it just depends on what your needs are. So that is a really good way to connect. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Um, Shannon, I just keep it simple. Awesome. Thank you, Shannon. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being with us. And um, thank you also for listening to How Mom Made It. want you to know a few things about this podcast. First, it's for entertainment and education purposes only. And a few things about us. We're not doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, counselors, financial advisors, or professional coaches. As Mary likes to say, we're just talkers. Always seek the advice of professionals. That's it. Thanks for listening.